good morning, good evening, whenever you watch. Uh, or, why do I keep saying watch? Whenever you listen to it's the podcast. <laughs> um, welcome back to another episode. It's episode 13. And it's a beautiful, sunny summer afternoon. You no, know? Yeah. Trust me, this summer has not been, it's been the best summer. Well, I guess it's like a typical English summer, isn't it? Well, I'm happy that we're going outside. I'm actually happy that there's less people outside because I don't really like the crowds. Um, but I have had, we've gone to like country walks and things and people are coming up to me. The others. <laughs> White people mainly coming up to me to tell me to step back because it's social distancing. People are actually telling you but that? Why have you come up to me to tell me that? Yeah, it kind of just <laughs> defeats the whole purpose. So I feel like some people are taking it as an excuse to be like you're policing. Or yeah, I've, I, I've, I found that people haven't really been following the protocols. Um, I remember the other day when we went out, somebody we, asked, we were asking for directions, and the man just put his yeah, head in into us. the car window, yeah. like, okay, social distancing is out of the window. But anyone, anyway, guys. Anyway, um, so, guys, we have good news. So, remember, we were talking about having more guests. We have our third. 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 <laughs> third guest. A little eager there. We, we're coming to fourth just so now. guest, how are you? I'm good. I feel honored to be a part of this situation. Okay. Tell me what happened to you. Happy yeah. to have you. So we're going to get into things. So as usual, Tim Dye will do our introduction because you know that Jay likes to speak a lot, but I can't always articulate myself and say, you know, these fancy words and like to say. So this is why. No, no. <laughs> Tim Dye does these things. That's anyway. Anyway, so we have with us the one and only Ace One, the servant. <laughs> 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 yeah. So welcome, welcome. Um, I'm not actually going to do much of an introduction. You're going to introduce yourself. So can you just tell us a little bit about who you are really, you know, and yeah. Anything, First of all, let me say, he's an 80s baby. Yes. And he's from Birmingham. Yes. So keep so, with our thing, guys. Yeah. Our thing. So Xennials all the way. Yeah. Um, let me say introduce myself. It's like I'm thinking what to introduce. If somebody asks you, you know, who is Ace One the Servant, what would you say? Ace One the Servant believes or is a person that thinks music and loves music and has loved music from a young person, has been part of music from a young person, from a young boy, from a child, should I say, mm. and sees that as a part of service. Okay. So he calls himself Ace One the Servant. Okay. Yeah, that used to be my name so be why, why specifically Ace One? So tell me about a little no, bit about. Uh, what, <laughs> I, li- I like I like the Ace because you know when you think yeah. of Ace you think perfection yeah. and stuff like that. So why Ace One? You know what the crazy thing about it is when we was young, yeah, there was loads of names out there, and some people. Should think, I should I say should I say? That is J and. Ace One the Servant is Jay's sibling. So we are brother and sisters. And as we get into the topic for today, you'll see that our obviously backgrounds are very similar. But then you can see how we can also be quite different as well. So Yeah, I thought we should, should just yeah. say that because then yeah, yeah. he might say some things and you'll be like, oh, they know each other. So yeah, yeah. 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 Um, there's a lot of gruesome names out there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you pick a name affiliated with someone who's in your family because they've got a name on the road and 
So then you talk about being a servant. Can you just tell us a little bit more of what you mean by you say, but when you say like serving the people or, you know, you, I think you use the term message music. Yes. Um, yeah. Tell us a little more about, about that really. That's connected with how I see music and the philosophy of music and okay. how it's impacted me in my life and how it can be used in the best way for the benefit of mankind. Okay. So that's what the service thing is. I believe that we're all, we're all as human beings, if we all try to serve each other with the gifts and talents that we've got, mm-hmm. society will be a better place. So yeah, so I, I agree with that. I think you know we all have some. We all I believe that we're all gifted, aren't we? We don't it's always re- realize or recognize where our gifts lie, yeah. but then our gifts are for a purpose, aren't they? Mm-hmm. And if we don't really, and if we use them, obviously, it's to serve the world in a better way. So I like the way you yeah. say that. So what is your? I guess this can go for everybody. Then, like, mm-hmm. what what would you say your musical background is? Like, what's your first? What's your, how has music influenced you or been your first um, love? That's a lot of questions there. <laughs> I know. So if we break, so break it down, first of all, your musical background, and then we can move on to how music has influenced you, mm. or what your favourite genre is, or just take us into yeah. the world of Ace One, the so music. <laughs> musical background, um, come from a very musical family. Dad's a musician, dad's a music teacher. Um, so when I was growing up, I was an influence by a lot of his music. Okay. His music was message music. It's your Berlin Spears, mm. it's your Peter Toshies, mm-hmm. it's your Bob Marley, it's your Dennis Browns. These people are taking, um, I'm going to say, biblical narratives and biblical themes and African themes mm-hmm. and putting them into music and just telling and saying messages. So you're growing up now with these as philosophies to live by. So this is my early musical instrument of influence, I could say, reggae, and I'm growing up and I'm in a music band as a, as a youngster. Mm-hmm. So I play the bass guitar. Before that, sorry, I learned Mr. classical guitar for maybe four or five years. Okay. So when as did well. you know that? Remember Kikuma as well? Yes, I used to do Oh, you told me about Kikuma mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, yeah. so it, like just coming up, the foundation, I would say, was hearing it was reggae music, mm-hmm. yeah, with messages and mm-hmm. um, social commentaries, dealing with issues like now oppression, yeah. awakening the people, mm-hmm. all of that was in music um, for me, and praising some kind of deity, mm-hmm. you know, for whatever belief. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was all in music okay. from my background. And when did you feel like, well, you said that you was like you were surrounded by it and stuff and you grew up hearing it and knowing it and, and things like that. But when did you know within yourself that this is what your gift is? Um, it's an amazing question. It's a very amazing <laughs> question. I think I would have to say the response from a classical guitar teacher. Okay. So yeah. encouragement from... Yeah. Like, I used to play, to play stuff by ear. Yeah. Yeah. So she's teaching me theory and all that. that. Is she's teaching me theory and she's teaching me music, like 
looking at the notes and how to read and I'm doing that, I'm learning that. But it's got its own accents and dynamics mm-hmm. and I'm playing it my own way. Mm-hmm. I've, I've got the, the classical tune and I'm literally... And then you're diverting. Yeah. I'm putting the dynamics where I want to put them. And um, she was saying to my mum and my dad, this guy's got something... You know what I mean? He can hear stuff and he can mm-hmm. he can just do stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, that was from the music side in the instrument instrumentation. From that side, it was that I think. And then obviously growing up, you're going from your Dennis Browns and all that, and then mm-hmm. obviously you're hearing DJs and mm-hmm. rappers. Mm-hmm. You hear, you know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. My DJ was Bounty Killer. Yeah, don't get me wrong, you know, there's loads of them that, that I could say are influences in terms of Supercat, Ninja Man, and it's not necessarily for just to clarify this for what they're saying, like in Jamaica, they go around like a gun culture, so something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You understand what I'm saying? It's not just the way they're using their vocals, mm, it's the dynamics, it's when they go up and when they go down, yeah. it's the sizzlers. And it's these people. So these people now made me think, yo, I need to start writing some lyrics. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I always had studios around me too. Okay. My dad had studios all the time. So because I always had them around me, I think, man, I probably recorded first when I was about eight. Mm. Wow. It was something that we were encouraged to do. Yeah, so you, record. you would say, Jay, that you had a similar. Yes, yeah. I did. Um, oh gosh, about me. I did piano lessons, so ace. Ace won the servants. Can I just put Ace? It's so long now. Yeah, so um, Ace learnt the guitar, classical guitar, and then transferred those skills. For people that don't know, you can transfer those skills because the bass guitar is one stave of music, mm. yeah, and the guitar, correct me if I'm wrong, is the other stave, so you've got the treble clip and the bass clip. Yeah, yeah. The bass clip just okay, you bass. guys have lost me at treble. <laughs> okay, so but, yeah, I get, I get. Know, if you was to Google this and you looked up written music, what you would see is a stave, which is five lines, yeah. and then you see those little black dots on those lines, and I don't need to sound like I'm teaching anybody to suck eggs or talking to you like you don't know. Everyone doesn't know this, so let me yeah. show you. So no, it's Bass clip and treble clip, they are symbols, you have to know which symbol means what, where it's the above middle C or below middle C. So we learn all of this theory. Mm-hmm. Notes, I, see. Theory. I so wish I, I had... look at music and tell you what the notes are. Okay. So was that was that? The notes and things like that. So you were trained. So you, you trained. had a teacher. You, you, yeah, so you yeah, yeah trained. Teacher. Teacher. So the point was was that school, outside of school? Outside was that outside of school? school. Okay. So Something like your parents. Uh, they invested that in. Mm-hmm. So now you get children go to football club or whatever. Yeah. We they invested in music. Invested, our parents okay. invested in music, and then so I used to go to piano lessons. So and then we used to because and then my dad used to always encourage me to um, sing. Ace had very um, amazing ears where he could hear. I so perfect heard, pitch I, is what they call it. Do you have perfect pitch? I don't know if it's perfect. He could hear something. That's what people yeah, say. Yeah, that's something. what they say, perfect yeah. pitches. Yeah. yeah. That you just, if I just say a note, you know what note it is. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. for me, I couldn't do all of that, but what I could do, if you played anything, I could find the melody in it. So I was very good at singing and I had very good breath control. Mm. So all them long notes that you hear people sing, like Whitney Houston, I used to be able to do all of that and mm. it wasn't. Not to be boastful, but it wasn't an effort to me. Mm. I could write songs, sing songs. I, you see, I... Music, my ace and my dad would put together the bass line and then I'd come and put 
keyboards on top, mm-hmm. and then I'll go away and write a song from what I've just heard. So when you see those studio sessions where people are writing and whatever, that's what we grew up doing. Mm-hmm. So that was very that that sounds super cool. Like I feel I feel a little jealous. Like I did your childhood. I mean, for, from my point of view, it was just. I just knew that I loved music from mm-hmm. a very early age and I loved dance. So obviously dance and music are quite, um, yeah, hand in hand. And growing up, I suppose it was the same kind of thing. So I I listened to African music because we, we grew up in, in Africa for a time. So I had like Zimbabwean music, big up to Oliver Mutukudzi and um, <laughs> <laughs> Lucky Dube. And, yes. Yeah, it's reggae kind his, of thing. His, um... His piece, the touches on the story. Yes. The sound is exactly yeah. 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 So that, and then the the calypso and the soca music, and you know arrow, and all of that. You know, growing up in the eighties, that's what I used to listen to. Even though I wasn't in the Caribbean, it was still very much similar to the old Barbados in my household. So that's what influenced me. I remember growing up thinking, this is different. There's some, there's something about this beat that. It's that it just appeals to me, and that's what I thought made me West Indian in a sense. Or because even though I hadn't lived in the Caribbean at that time, I was able to relate to the music. Yeah. So you know, that's that's me. I haven't. I think in school we um we had music but I never gravitated to it at mm-hmm. all like I, I was just put off by reading the musical notes and how and th- I guess that the way it was taught it just put me off completely because we had the outside investment I would say and I know those of you that are regular listeners we uh, Tinder and I will always talk about investing in the young people that's how our parents yeah and that's and my we mom always says we did it through school I did it up until I was 15, and all I got to in piano, I played, I practiced for my level 5 exam, but I didn't take it, because by that time, GCSEs were coming, and I didn't know how to study for both, my mental capacity yeah. teachers, and I could need to do one of them, but I couldn't split my time, so we both, our parents used to pay for our, um, us to take the exams, and remember we used to go to that place up in town, in the Trinity College, and they used to pay for our exams, and we used to, I've got the certificate still yeah. now, so it's a skill that, um, it doesn't leave you, like now, I know I can't sing as well as I used to do before, but if you give me a bit of time, and you said to me, I'll practice this, I'll be able to do it, and mm-hmm. then obviously then comes the comfort, and we used to do stage shows, and things yeah. like that, so yeah. we were always doing something very, very musical. Even at home, I remember categorically going to Jamaica on the family holidays, and we'd sit on the beach at sunset and sing and harmonise together with mm-hmm. the family. So those things were quite normal, weren't they? Yeah. Someone would take the top, someone would take the bottom. Yeah. See, that for me, dance. that came in church. Okay. So when I started going to church, that then that enhanced my music. Um, well, I started to sing in the choir and worship lead and that kind of thing. And then you, you when you go out, you do your harmonies with your friends and that kind of thing. Um, but going back to you, um, Ace, I think that you, I was, when I was reading your bio, I think that you took a little bit of a break. Yeah. Is that correct? So why the break? So obviously you knew your gift. This is what you wanted to do. You're heavily influenced by it, encouraged by your teachers and parents and stuff like that. And then why did you did you take a break? Did you stop? And and if so, why? Yeah. why um, I used to be coming up with the music now. I came up after because we played in the band until we was about eighteen. Yeah, you played. Yeah. 
Okay. Is it a family band? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do you have like any recordings yeah. or anything? No. We have got anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We played in the band when we were 18. But anyway, um, from there, I left home, Pirate Radio. Okay. Yeah. Um, my old bridge, we used to MC in schools, the big enough MC in Rascal, we still have radio now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Pirate Radio came next. Just killing pirate radio still. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fun time. But um from there I came off pirate radio and then joined my cousin the whole MC crew. So we equal you still, but mm-hmm. you know when you see them and you say, Yo, they're good. Yeah. So I said, Oh, I'm riding on my little cousin just just join the collective. And from there it was quite a heated car. We started to make music and clash over crews and then yeah. and I had a spiritual journey. At okay. the time, yeah, spiritual awakening. Yeah. So, music now just became, it needed to rest for a bit. Okay. Because I needed to grow in an understanding of my journey. Mm-hmm. Or of my mission. Why Not just in music, so, but in life. Yeah. So, I, I took a good five, six, seven years out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you think now is the right time to... To come back to it, like why now and why did you eventually come back? I came back because the philosophy of music in our culture, in particular, then is messengers and teachers. Mm. I mean, message. In, if it's about messengers and teachers, you have got a good message or a bad message. Mm. So what I'm saying is, most of the most of the messages now that the young people are getting. We could say public or more to the negative, or receiving. Mm-hmm. Let's say what they're receiving, because it's not like there's not positive messages mm-hmm. there, you know. What's so, been promoted? What's been promoted? Yeah. 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 So then, okay, so, I'll come back to the question that I wanted to so ask. So because of like, that, I thought, well, when we was growing up, we had balance. I mm-hmm. may have had a, a bounty killer, but bounty killer was seen like don't in the ghetto with a poor man mm-hmm. thing. And they were also talking about don't in the ghetto. They were also talking about fashion, but they also talk about. The Lord is his light and salvation, so we have balance. Mm-hmm. I believe the balance is being tipped, and I believe we're in a time of awakening where people are seeking for information. Mm-hmm. So I've come back with that mindset, and that's what I call I call it message. Message music. music. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Were you gonna add? Mm-hmm. I was just gonna say what What do you think about? Well, I think you kind of touched on it really, but the current climate of you know, black music, and then if I specify black UK music. So for somebody like me, who doesn't really, I didn't, well, I did grow up here t- to an extent, but I don't have a very, like, full understanding of of the, the scene. Like, I know what I've observed now, what I listen to now, and then also what I heard probably from um, as a teenager, but... You know, it was always at a distance. How would you say the music scene has evolved? Um, and what what do you think of it currently? Like, yeah. Well. If that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> so, it makes sense. Um, I can only, all I can do is take you through the journey through the pirate radio where I came and where mm-hmm. I got to. Because I know, what I know now is what I see, but I don't know a lot. Overall, I can just hear things. Like yeah. It. So, MC in itself, MC mm-hmm. heavily influenced by Jamaica. 
It's like a really fast. Yeah. Four or five tapes and then you come yeah. and buy them. I mean, I'm yeah. from my area. 
Like one named Buddha Judah. We got Buddha Judah, maybe wherever you are. Yeah, they were from They were from our area. Okay. What can I say? Mm-hmm. So we had MCs who lived by us. Mm-hmm. So even them now, so back then, that's when, after I did the, because when I first started, I did the ragged thing, and then I was transferring that because on the jungle, you had this, like the speed MC. Yeah. So when they're saying, putting on one thing, and you're like, that's right, speaking that quick. So you're holding your talent and you're holding your skills and you're coming up through these genres. And then when it's the house and garage now, you're not really with it because you're like, well, I can't really get this. This is too fruity for us. <laughs> that's what, that's what, there's MCs out there, I'm a big couple of them up. Vader, Brasco, couple MCs that are like from the old school. You know what? Really go with that, that badness and certain other MCs, Devilman, the, the, the garage was very singy. Mm. And then it got, it started to sound like slow jungle. Okay. This is where you can start talking about your wileys. The youth kids are making the beat now in their room on computer. Yeah. Fruity loops. Fruity loops. <laughs> yeah, so this is where it's going. So from very grind comes in. And that's when, okay. So grind So you, you went from jungle to garage, yeah? To grind. To grind. Yeah. So okay. grind funky house. I didn't see a funky house. That was, oh, you that was hosting. That was toasting. Okay. For the ones and twos. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. He was on the lyrics because we're coming from Ninja Man and Shaman. Yeah, Shaman yeah, like gotcha. So we're on the lyrics, we're not on okay. the back. So, so then we've got, so then, uh, so now we're at Grime. So we're why Grime. The, Yeah. So when we're at Grime now, man, I transfer everything from to literally Grime and Garage, and the beats are getting a little darker. So you think about it, like 2000s, 2001s, this is where we are, you're coming up now, and the music's getting stronger and stronger on an underground level. And that starts off the same with the clashing. Would you say that the message... Okay, so you said grind started getting a little bit darker, whereas garage was a little more fruity. Fruity. Okay. <laughs> As a female, I wouldn't say fruity. It just got happier. Like, when I went to a, a, a club event and they said it was garage... You knew you were going to have a good time. Mm. The man then knew there was going to see the girl then. Bagger girls, you'd go to the men would come. Yeah. Bagger girls, our men would yeah. come. And then everyone just partying. Yeah. Like, yeah. To be fair, from what I remember, there wasn't that much violence. There wouldn't be fights and stuff. That mm. many. Correct me if I'm wrong. This is where as well. The garage heartless are kings. Yeah, heartless. Mm-hmm. We got heartless. Heartless, penalty ball. Them crews there. Even so, so, so solid now. It's coming just out. Yeah, they would be. Yeah, they would garage. They're going into like making tunes. Mm. Type of MC music which really is coming off the back of grind. 
Okay. That's what drill so is. This, I was just going to say, is that what you, d- you what define drill, drill is, as? Yeah, but, okay. but it's got some Chicago influence because drill yeah. originally is supposed to be from Chicago. And I'm telling you what I know. I don't know a lot about And what it. is it, if you know, what is it um, that specific... What is the specific Chicago influence that Draw has? Is it the type of lyrics or is it the rhythm or do you know what it is? Like, I, what I is it? Is it a particular I way that they the say way, the, the words? I think it's the way that the the, the rhythms. Yeah, it sounds like a like mumble. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so they, they, they speak like that. But you have to remember, you know, this is where big up the UK scene as well. Because the UK scene, the way M scene has evolved, the UK scene has a big part to play. Because remember, the hip hop in the 90s and the 2000s was golden, you know. Mm. Can't forget the Wu Tang and the two times. Yes, of course. Yeah. Golden time. But from when. From when they just said, was it east and west? Then you had the other side of America coming in, mm. it? Where you say you had the north and the south, and this is where... The south brought the mumbling down. Yeah, they had their own but remember, you have certain men now up there listening to us down here. Yeah. They're listening to how mm-hmm. Kano and Getz and people like that mm-hmm. spit over mm-hmm. their beats, and they're thinking, wow, these in British speakers, yeah. they, they have something else. Yeah. Yeah. And remember, we've now got African influences. Yes, of course. Yeah. People like Jay Hoss. Yes. Jay yes. speaks in his mother tongue. You can hear it. Yeah. <laughs> with a bit of Jamaican. Yeah, with a bit of Jamaican. Then you got someone like um, Rep32 who always puts the Jamaican mm-hmm. in. Yeah, yeah he does. Yeah. Jamaican yeah. So they haven't really got that, that which we have. They have their American twangs and their American accents, but over here we have. We're Jamaican. We have the one that they have. You get what I mean? And the little. You don't know already. Yeah. So it's like we've got our own culture yeah. very much our own. So world. that's that's all that's all that pop now, that part of influence has gone into drill. Mm-hmm. But the thing is now, it's where the foundation of it comes from and then drill now it's just a, I would say it's a very dark level. Yeah. I'm saying I'm, things and murders and Yeah. And I wanted to talk a little bit about drill. Um so you're saying that that's pretty much where we are now, and at the moment there's the I think it's been an ongoing debate for the past few years. You know this whole idea of drill being the influence that it has on on young people and the idea that it encourages violence and it glorifies um, a life that's undesirable and all of that. What are your thoughts on that, guys? So both of you. For me, as everyone that listens regularly, you know, I have my um, young daughter. And I have always taught her the same way my parents taught me. Listen to what's being said and decide if that's all fit for you. I've never been a person to just... I will be the type of person who could go out to a party right now and the music will be on and Ace can tell you if the person I don't like or I don't like and I'll sit down. Mm-hmm. Simple as that because I'm just thinking even though in that environment I don't like what that song's about I don't like what that song's saying. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you understand? So for me... I'm always listening and I'm very conscious of what's being said. So if I say that I like a song, I can tell you what I like about it. Do I like the lyrics? Maybe not sometimes. Do I like the beat? Do mm-hmm. I like the melody? I might like the way the song flows mm-hmm. or how it's being delivered, but I might not like what they're saying. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think that 
yes, there is a lot of negative messages, but I think that the influence all has to be equalised in terms of what is the child, what are the children being taught at home as values, what, are, what is the child's foundation principles. If those children don't have any fa- founding principles whereby to go by or to fall back on when all else is failing, they're going to gravitate to what's been seen as fashionable, they're going to be swiping every wing and flavour that comes along. Mm-hmm. But also, that's where, that's where, as Ace was saying earlier, the balance in the music and I, th- I listened to, um, I did recently watch Zizi's interview with two producers, let me remember, TK and SK. I did watch it. I did watch it, yeah. And they were saying that there's other genres, there's other aspects of Sub-genres of drill, yeah, that's what they were saying. Soft drill, all these other, other drills. And Zizi made a very good point. She says, but those aren't the popular ones. Those aren't what's hitting. Yeah. That's not what you're hearing the youth listen to. And I think that, as a, um, I would class myself as someone in a music connoisseur, you have to dig down into the music. So for me, if I said Bumpy Knuckles, only true hip-hop heads are going to know who I'm talking mm-hmm. about because he's not a common person. Freddie Fox. Freddie Fox and certain people like that for me. But if you listen to the lyrics, they're talking some good sense, some principal sense. Good. You get one gap sound, blues, you get death. what I mean, most stuff now. Some of these people you may know, but how much of the, have you really listened to what they've got to say? You've got um, high-tech and Talib and Qualeb. Same person, I would say his name. Yeah, they say some very positive things, but are they at the forefront of the billboards? No. Mm-hmm. So the youths now have to be like, okay, they've got YouTube. Even though what's been pushed out, it's for you to find out what else is there. Mm-hmm. So I think that we can't just blame and say, oh, what's been pushed out? Because we'll get into this um, off mic. Ace was alluding to the fact of what's been pushed out and the messages. But as Information age is no excuse for anyone. We're all walking around with little mini computers in our pocket. Go and find something else. You don't have to just listen to that. And I will also say, um, I'm going to add to Tinder's question. Do we think that the drill audience is dynamic? And when I say that, dynamic is something that moves and grows with time. We all grew up. Like for me, I could say Mary J. Blige. I've grown with her since 14. She's a few years older than me. And her music has changed through the path of life. And her music at every point I can be like, oh, that song related to me here, yeah, this song related to me there. Are these young people that are 15, 14, 18 now going to grow with Brian? Is it going to be speaking to them at every point of their life? Unquestionable whether it is. Hip-hop's grown with time. The hip-hop's grown up. You see, what like someone like Nas talked about back in the day, he might not talk about now because he doesn't need to go and sell drugs on the street mm. anymore. He's now in a different place. Are those blind people moving with time with their different... Do you know what I mean? Or are they just still bang, bang, shot, shot? I think there's, 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 there's a couple of things you that are bringing up, man. And I think one of them is moral compass, but you have to partner over there. Mm. Because you, if, if music is an expression of thoughts and feelings... Who am I to say you, you can't, can't express it? Yeah. So that's one that's point. That's one point, yeah. So moral compass goes over there. Mm. However, moral compass comes back in with the philosophy of music and the history of the philosophy mm. of music among, I want to say, black people. Mm. Why? Because when you go back, what was it for? A man's in slavery and a man's saying, Wait in the water. He is expressing his mm. oppression mm. and singing through his oppression. And mm. also, it was also called for messages for them to take the underground. Yeah, of course, yeah. It had a purpose. So... <laughs> I'm going to say this, and this is a very drastic statement to say, but I'm going to say it without country. <laughs> MCs and musicians are nowadays creatures, mm. whether they like it or not. 
So then what is their message? So that's the first awakening that they need. And if, it, if it's an expression of their thoughts and feelings, what it comes into, who is that individual? Mm-hmm. So if you're going to talk about Bob Marley, they had something to say. Look what yeah. going on to them. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. They're coming out of like, the 60s, you know, and they're coming into 70s and 80s, and they're trying to find themselves, mm-hmm. and they're, they're trying to reject what the so-called slave master gave them. So they've got something to say. Deep down inside. And the thing is, you hear that message when you listen to that music now. Here's my point. So many years afterwards. Some of the songs are still very, very relevant. Yeah, because it's the same It's the same messages. So it goes back to the the whole question that you were asking. Does it, does it, yeah. I want to answer that question like this. Originally, I'm in Jamaica. And I'm deliberately starting like this. Was you more than that? You were more than so, in every MC music then, when we was young, you had your segment. Yeah, you, you didn't really have to look for it. No, you mm-hmm. didn't. You might have the conscious man over there talking about, you know, by the rivers of Babylon and singing songs. Mm-hmm. And then you got Supercat and Josie Wales. You got your Gallus. You had MCs for everybody. And you know what the funny thing about them MCs was? When they made that album, you saw that they would try, they would try to make a song for everybody. everybody. You hear it in them and this interview now when they're talking. Mm-hmm. Bojo says them things when you hear him talk. Oh, we try to get something for everybody. Mm-hmm. That, is the, that is the maturity of an artist. Yeah. So every MC music, we can't even just blame Joe. Had the bad boy business in it. Oh, no, 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 I'm not blaming you, I'm just bringing that to the forefront of, as a mature person who's gone through all these stages of music that you've said, from being an 80s baby to now, yeah. it's 2020, I can see music that has kept with me, that I haven't really put down, some music I've put down, some artists I've put down now, yeah. so I'm saying, as a mature person, looking at these young people, do, are we saying then that this drill influence is going to carry them through, who's going to mature, and let's face it, and this is going to sound, God rest the souls and God bless the mothers that are going through this. Some of these people that are in this are not going to survive. We see it every day. They're getting shot, they're getting stabbed, they're getting yeah. killed. Some of them, and yeah. they're even artists are getting stabbed and killed. They're not making it yeah. through. They're getting locked up. Mm-hmm. All so I can are say, they gonna, is this genre going to evolve? evolve? It has to. I think it will. Because that song music works. Thank you. Because I was going to say, I come with grime. They're calling it grime, you know, because it's supposed to be gritty. Yeah. But if you listen to some grime tunes now, it doesn't sound like grime. Um, you listen yeah. to certain tunes that get made to Rich 32 and even Whitey. The, the kids don't of, listen to that anymore. You had the hype of clashing. Yeah. You had the hype of clashing. You had the hype of most of the drill. Sorry, you took me off for one. No, most no. of the drill MCs though were grime MCs first. Mm. So as much as you say they don't listen to it, that's their influence. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Sense. Yeah, of course. So. They're just trying to do the drill thing now because the drill thing's in. But it's gonna evolve. You're gonna have. You're gonna have someone who makes a softer type of drill. It's got the and same that bottom. will have its appeal. It's got the same bottom, and it's gonna have more melodious sounds mm. at the top. Mm. And then someone's gonna be brave enough in their art history as they're maturing to say, "No, I'm not talking about my mom on this." Mm. It happens. Mm. Yeah, and I because think it's a baby music. Yeah, it's a young, very young, very young. It is wild. Quite wild. I suppose. Okay, so I remember at home listening to certain Mark Deep, <laughs> and the album was actually called Murder Music. Yeah. Which we thank you. But the album was hard, the bass lines were hard, the lyrics were hard. Yeah. Me, Nas and certain things, whose word is this? And all certain tunes, but I can sing that in my head, and it takes me back to somewhere in my head. And my 
mum or dad saying, what kind of noise is this she listening to? Yeah. See? So, so that's what, because that's the question I was going to ask. We'll never understand their music yeah. because they're young and it's their And time. it's evolving, yeah. It's evolving. So for me, and you know the funny thing is, the same revival that's revival now will always be revival. Dennis Brown will always be revival. Greg Rav, that's all Brown Marley, will always be revival. It will never change. When Melo will grow up, <laughs> Melo will grow up and edit out and go out or go to a party. And when it comes to the slowing down sections, the same songs will play that play for our slowing down sections. Why? Because it's a timeless thing. It's classic. It's mm. classic. Just what I'm trying to say. Mm. So, it will evolve. It will evolve. So, though, and then her, her, um, her hype time, like our hype time is the 90s and the 2000s because that's when you were young, that's when you were 19, 18, that's when you've gone out, that's when you've experienced certain things. So you will hear certain streets new and the word is nostalgic. Everyone goes out and when they go out, it's like, ah, oh, if I go somewhere and I hear certain music, I'm like, ah, oh, I can't feel it. I can't feel it because it's not my music. Mm. It's not my time. So I guess the, 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 the ultimate argument is, well not argument, but the, 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 the thing out of what, what the discussion consensus. we just had, the consensus is that every generation will have their that time their and time. then it's not necessarily something that the next generation will understand or get, mm-hmm. but it will ultimately evolve. But then what do you say to those people who... As, and you you just said it as well like people are actually dying people are getting stabbed yeah what about the real life I would say this consequence it, it needs to be more balanced anyway because there's a certain type of rock music and no one ever talks about as murder music mm, yeah it's and it's very, they are very violent. spiritualistic it's a spiritualistic say, kind of gothic type of thing mm-hmm. that they do mm-hmm. in the music when they talk about misery the mm-hmm. one I don't even want to say the band's name, yeah. but there's a couple of bands in that kind of, because rock's got different, mm-hmm. you know, like different sections. Like your Guns and Roses is what we all know. Yeah, but there's another side of rock. But you know what it is though, never you, know what, though? you know why we don't talk about it, because it's not our thing, they're not black, that's it. Mm. And it doesn't have what that kind of mainstream. It is mainstream, but it's not mainstream for us, because all them other radio stations, I don't know. No, I'm just saying, if you see one of their concerts, it's millions of people. There's lots of people, yeah, yeah. But then why are we having a debate about drill and that? Because this doesn't influence Because drill... I mean, nationally speaking, because this this is something that you see because on the we, news. We, we they bring guests. We are more influential. Yeah, Black people run, run. We're the trendsetters. Mm. People want to do what we're doing. So, bearing that in mind, do you think um we've been exploited? Like people exploit? Yes. Um black music, black entertainment, black artists. So they take what they can get and then just discard the artists. This is going to sound very harsh, but maybe we want to be exploited. Explain some, <laughs> some more. If you go to a shop, this is the analogy, and you all time you're thirsty, you want something to drink. So you're very, very thirsty, you're not picking up your water. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give an analogy. A lot of the time you go to the shop and if you give someone about the choice out of water and some nice fizzy Fanta, they're going to go for the fizzy Fanta. That analogy is this. The entertainment and the music that's, that we're going to gravitate to the most always seems to be the one that's more bad for us. Mm. So if there was no market there for it, we couldn't be exploited. 
Okay. You follow what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's a market there for it. People know people are going to buy music about guns, drugs, sex, and girls. Mm-hmm. Because even in rock and roll, they used to say sex, sex drugs, and sex rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a term. Sex sells. Yeah, so people know, and it takes a bold, innovative person. Does everybody have that, though? Does everybody have the the boldness to say, you know what, I'm just going to do my thing because no, I don't I'm care. About artists, you know, I'm talking about, you know, like a manager or someone who, who can push the music into Yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes a bold, innovative person to say, you know what, I'm pushing, I'm pushing chronics. Yeah. Because there's a market for that too. Yeah. You see, yeah. it takes a bold person to do that. Mm. You see, but generally, since we've been young, let's be honest, as 80s babies, we've always seen, since our hip-hop days and our bashment days when the negativity was there, mm-hmm. we've seen it sad all the time. Mm-hmm. So so, so people who are in positions who, who are business-minded, which one are they going to go for? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but isn't it like a, I don't but know, chicken and egg? That business, going down that business side, I was looking into getting my notes now. Um, I did a little research now. Just a disclosure here, I'm not no music lawyer or music manager, but I just know about the industry from a very, um, you know, small point of view. So what I did do is do a little YouTube research. And what I'm realising is that I found out a few things. The artist that's bringing the creativity, that's actually the product, seems to be worse off. So what I found out was that um, you get a typical record deal, the artist will get an advanced, a financial um, advancement, cash. This person, let's say they're 19, 20, very, very creative, never seen that money in their life, don't even know what to do with it. Family's poor, you know, that's the kind of scenario that I'm going down with. They make an album, it might sell, it sells a certain amount of money. They get £10 or dollars off each sale. Mm. The record take. The record company actually takes up to 85%, which is a big percentage out of that. And then after that 85%, they take back the advance and then they take back all the cost of making that production. So studio time, yes. back in vocals. So all of the money that you make is then... It goes back. It goes back yeah. into what was so, invested. And then at each time you make an album, that debt's getting higher. So then now you're almost legally owned by this company. And a lot of young people are not making lessons because they should be reading the contracts and dotting the I's and crossing the T's. Is that the right term, mm-hmm. wasn't it? And things mixed up. So this is what's been happening. And even when you watch films like Ray and certain other, um, um, what they call them now, like documentary films, biopics, that's the right word, thank you, Tindai. You see this happening to amazing Motown artists, Ray and The Temptations, Diana Ross, Gladys Knight and The Pimps, all these people, if you go back into the, the um, TLC even spoke about it, they're literally getting set up from the very beginning. Mm. So to me, on a moralistic ground point, that's not okay. It's not okay, but this is what's happening to these it's artists. It's another type of slavery. It's another type of slavery. It is, because at the end of the day, and going back to the point that you were making, it's a money-making it's thing. A money-making and thing. if you try to do as much as you can to get... And skin, because mm-hmm. not to be funny, these managers often, they got a creative role in their body, mm-hmm. but what they can do is dump up the artist. I heard, and this was um, one of the bands, I haven't written it down, what I looked at, guys, was, and um, it's called... It's from World King and it's called it's called Exposing How the Music Industry Works. Um and it had a number of artists on it, both um black from our culture and um others, shall we say. 
and a white van member, I'm not going to mention his name, and he says two white, white van members, one said, and this kind of hit me, you have to be a mathematician or a professional, um, you know, educated in the legal system to be able to understand the contract. That's the first thing. They don't want the young people to be able to understand mm-hmm. it. Because if you wanted them to understand it, you wouldn't write it like exactly. that. Second of all, um, the, novel, uh, the second person said um, they had to take their record company, their record label to court to be paid. So if this is happening to Caucasian people, What's happening to our young black artists mm. that don't know? Mm-hmm. Or who yeah. aren't confident yeah. enough to come out yeah, or to, to talk about it and yeah, yeah. to they really they're discuss they're what they're going through. A lot of people are saying, oh, everyone should be independent, everyone should be independent. So um, I'm going to come to you, the question in a minute is, so you have the record label side of things which is happening. Then you have um, independent side. So... I took down some points from the independent side, and this is actually based on Nipsey Hussle and how he kind of did business. And if you look into his history, he was an independent artist, and he said you have to be devoted and committed, collaborate and build a fan fan base, get mentorship, and actually study the business, which a lot of these young black artists aren't doing. They don't study the business, they don't understand the music business. Experiment and pay attention to what's happening, what ideas are working and what are not. Um, Build your actual brand yeah, have ownership, so whenever you get in a new contract, make sure you own a decent percentage, you don't mm-hmm. want to be coming, because if the record company is taking 85%, why are you getting 15? That's pennies, you're mm-hmm. literally getting robbed. Um, sign, make sure you own your intellectual property, so your, your lyrics, if you've produced the beat, if you designed your logo, if you designed your video, all those things are actually yours, they're your intellectual property, and invest in yourself, so if it's a studio you need to buy, if it's a microphone, if it's a hiring out an artist or getting your own video director and now in this day and age you also have to track your data so as Tinder and I have this podcast we go on onto our platform and we look at how many downloads we've had we look at where these downloads are from we look at who's listening and we try to build that brand and that um you know for us to grow and um, ignore the flat ignore the rubbish in the business and craft your art and craft you know what's the word to say you always say this as and then think about the long game not the marathon so when these young people are getting this 25 grand that's a short game at the moment it looks like a lot of money but they're making millions of what you've just done but they don't see the millions you just see that little 25 grand and then you're still going to keep paying for the first look album that you did 10 mm. years ago so i would come to you now um how much about the business do you understand and are you going to go business wise or are you looking to be independent and why to be fair, I don't know loads about the business, but what I do know is this. We need a better infrastructure. And I have someone that I go to who's learning the business now rapidly. I'm going to say his name because he probably seems like a manager soon for somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, very business minded and he's yeah. learning these things. Mm-hmm. So I, my team will probably be more independent right now just to mm-hmm. build the brand and do what I need to do. Furthermore, you know, K Potem. Said one time that music is a mission, not a competition. So mm-hmm. say what is your purpose? <laughs> <laughs> so my no, philosophy of music may be different to the people who are who are in it. I understand that a workman is worthy of his hire. So if I'm doing a show or my song gets streamed, or something, I pay me rather than mm-hmm. paying me, mm-hmm. which I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. But 
So I'm just going to bring it back a little bit to you. <laughs> um, and can you tell us a little bit about your, um, like what you're currently working on? Are you working on an album or you, do you have any shows coming up? What, what, no what should we look <laughs> forward to? Fresh out the box. Okay. After a while, as I said, but I've got um, a couple of things. genre would you say it falls into? Because you have like a heavy reggae influence. You have a... You'll hear yeah. reggae definitely in, in mm-hmm. my twang and in my vocals and in my lyrics mm-hmm. without a doubt. Mm-hmm. But genre-wise, you'll probably hear a slight... If it's a fusion. fusion. Yeah, you hear a fusion. You may be on 140 BPM, which will be classed as grind. Okay. I was just going to say, this might be the evolution of drill. But... <laughs> <laughs> and this is the thing. Um, you, you'll hear different things in there. Well, it all depends on it because even business wise now it's I'm still building up in terms of being able to make my own instrumentals mm. before you can do that a lot of the time now where the business are gone it's leasing beats off people mm. or people might just give you a, a load of um, a file full of beats and it's um, 50-50 so when it goes on Spotify they get their 50 if it goes yeah. well they get their 50 and you get free lyrics so that's okay. that's the journey I'm on now I'm just building up the catalogue so how easy would you say and going back to the whole idea of, you know, the, the business management of things, how easy would you say it is to get involved in or to get into the music industry? Like if I have a gift, I, I know I can sing, for example, and I want, and I can write my own music, how would I get started? Do you know? I think the, the, the best way to get started is investing yourself. Mm. So you'd have to literally have your own Monday job that you're doing take your money or pay for your health to go studio mm-hmm. and make your own Spotify account and write your own bio until you get to a point where somebody comes looking okay. where the business is now people don't just look and see this person can make so you don't just do your, you know, like how they, like, I mean, like a lot of the biopics, they do like a tape and then they send it to so many different yeah, managers that, and stuff. But there's no I point. think that's old now. That is old but now. yeah, people don't really do that. YouTube, you can do yeah, YouTube, you can Instagram. Video, you know, and you put it on YouTube and, and half the world heard you. Yeah. And then when people see it streaming so much, people are living in that digital world. Mm-hmm. That's what people are watching your numbers yeah, yeah. and you're streaming. Yeah. Yeah. People don't know you're good before your numbers and you're streaming. Mm. So you have to know you're good. Mm. Or you have to know you've got something to say and something to bring to the table. You see what I'm trying to say? Cool. So, top three favourite tracks, guys. Tracks or artists or albums? Should we do track? Yeah. No, okay. So we do, let's do artists then first. Oh, no. Top three. Well, top three. 
Top three. Should we do top three or top five? Maybe five. No, narrow it down. Top three, guys. Peter Tosh. As an 80s baby, what do you say? Peter Tosh's first for me. Peter Tosh. Composition. Amazing. Um, (laughs) Delivery. Lyrics. Amazing. Um, Top three, you know. (laughs) Garnet Silk. Garnet Silk. I miss Garnet Silk, you know. Yeah, he was. Yeah. And this isn't negating no one because you're only giving me free, so I'm thinking on the spot. Now you say Garnet Silk. I'm I'm going to have to say the general. No, I need two more still because I'm going to have to say more Tequila and Sizzler Falange. Sizzler Falange has got 70 albums. 70 albums. Sizzler Falange. Time is on you know, beating me 70 albums. I don't even know. Yeah, no, 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 you have so many. He's amazing lyrically, amazing vocally, and one to kill, obviously, is his combination of Shadow Rats. So, Beanie uh, so Boss is Bounty. 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 For me, it was Bounty from way before <laughs> that. But that, for that day. He thought it was Beanie. They drove. Yeah. For that day, because. You have to remember, you know, that, that whole scenario, I've been watching that since 93, and I've watched all of them, and in terms of the hardcore artists, Killer is the man still, if you ask any Jamaican, in terms of the international artists, being the man, but on a stage where they're clashing, which is the hardcore side, Killer's the man, everybody knows that stuff, but Killer, certain tunes Killer would have drawn on a stage, he didn't join yeah, yeah. Because it's an international yeah, stage, but yeah. he still had the catalogue and he still could join right there, Mark D. Is that what's Garnet Silk, didn't you? Garnet Silk is, in terms of reggae singers, his delivery, what he talks about, there's a lot of biblical references in there. I think he's amazing. And, you know, he did go very, very soon. Early, and yeah. I could have seen him doing so much mm-hmm. more than he had the opportunity to do. Um, I don't know what, I'm not going to give numbers because I can't rank people. Everybody that knows me knows that I am. Nas is my favourite rapper. Mm-hmm. And Mary J. Blige is my favourite singer. Now Mary J. Blige, people are gonna be like, oh she can't she hasn't got the range and whatever, whatever. I've seen her between six and seven times. She can remix a song on site. She can sound just like her Record. CD. Mm-hmm. She can talk, dance, sing, do everything mm-hmm. at the same time. And she always has messages in her music. So when you go to see her, as when I was younger, the first time I seen her, we just left home. I was 19. 
and she's very uplifting as a um, black female, yeah? She doesn't really talk a lot of crud. She doesn't tell you to, in terms of being a female, she's very uplifting and she doesn't talk. She's not ratchet. She can say some ratchet stuff, but she's yeah. not ratchet. And I think in terms of being a young girl, and I've grown up with her, I wouldn't just say I've grown up with her. So yeah, um, Garnet Silk. And the last person I would say, if I have to have a thought, I'm a big budget banter fan as well. I was very upset when he did what he did and end up in prison, but I still think as an artist, Which is amazing. he's amazing, he's got long I have I've seen him a few man. times as well, I've seen Budra for a time, so I would say Nas, Garnet, Silk, Mary J, Blanche, Budra, Banton. Mm. I could go on, because you got chronic, she got... Oh <laughs> gosh, I mean, as a, for me, I would say, I don't really, I won't go into as much detail. Because you guys have musical background, you can be like, musicality. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I like her tunes. Um, Buju, I would say, for me, I, from, I don't know, from the time I was, what, 13, 12, I had, like, a Buju um, necklace and everything, like, it was really bad, it was really bad. Yeah, um, so Buju and Lauren Hill. It's my girl from time. I was I was actually gonna jump in and say yo if if best female MC. You see yeah. No, I know what I want to say female though. Oh, just up in general, yeah. Up there, yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's as good as them. She is. She is. And even though she kind of fell off the rails a bit and and all of that, that. That last album, like, not the last, it's not the last album, well, Unplugged. Miseducation, Unplugged. not Unplugged. Oh, okay. That's Miseducation. Album, you know? that is yeah, that's the only full album, and that, that, that resonates. Unplugged was hard as well. People didn't like it that much, because she was very raw. But I, 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 well, just because I like Lauren anyway, but yeah, that's... Miss Education of Lauren Hill is my all-time favorite album, and Nipsey, not Nipsey, um, Nippy, with with um Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston. What's her nickname again? She's amazing singer. You know what? Her singing is just. I do have to say this, and I can't come off come off this platform without saying it. Performing on the stage, no one can't talk to Jamaican. Okay. As a Vincentian person, I take offence. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying here? I'm talking about some face stage. So you know like how you have Beyonce with all the cosmetics, yes. the lights that they all need to make them the raw music. Walk out in a ninja suit, put his foot on the speaker, <laughs> and the crowd is roaring just from how he's walked out. They have very amazing stage. Their stage performer is a it's different amazing. level with no cosmetics. Did you watch any of the songs that they had online? No, I didn't see I watched that and I, it was obviously their time and they're six hours behind. So I caught their last, it was three days. They did it, I didn't watch it. I only watched it on the um, Saturday night. So I watched it and Sizzler was the last person and it was amazing. And literally, all it was was the little band in it and some lights. But he performed like everybody no, there. Yeah, he put all of them did. Agent Sasko, they had everybody on there. Mm-hmm. The right. night before, I watched some of the clips that had like Freddie McGregor and some of the mm-hmm. older people, various Hammer. And 
The way that they did it, you found out he was there. You really, it was a bit like the clash thing. You really felt like he was there. Yeah, and you okay. know what? Even with, I can, I can concur what you're saying about the stage presence because even that first the verses, bouncing and bouncing and. I think that was the best one. That was the best one. I think that was the best one. Even that, I watched the Erica Badu one. And at first it seemed like because Erica Badu came with the whole I didn't watch that one. background and stuff, my girl came to see yeah, props. Yeah, she props and stuff, but nobody did it like Bounty on Demon. Nobody did it like Bounty on Demon. They set the trend. I think it's an amazing performance with cosmetics. Yeah. I'm just talking about a raw stage. Abandoned. And the, the talent, the, the personality, like Bounty Killer. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. When did everybody yeah. say, hi? <laughs> and the man in the back, <laughs> Okay, top three genres then. Uh, what? I guess genres. you guys. You know, for me. Oh, okay, well, he's gonna say me. reggae. Now you know what? Like obviously, spiritual music is the top gospel. genre. Is it, yeah, would you say there's a different thing? Hymns. Really? Yeah. Okay. How do you guys feel know? about hymns? Because we could go into like the church aspect. Of, how much time do we have? <laughs> Uh, we could go into the church element of things. Oh, we could we could carry on talking and then the lyrical context of what's been spoken of and who what the praising aspects or do you mean hymns as in the organ and the church music? What do you define? Because for for me hymns are you have the hymn book and you have the how great thou art and those ones. Then hymns, the messages in them hymns. And how they cause you to connect, they are powerful in terms of life experience. Because when I had, when I was doing no music, it's those things I was listening to. That kept to. you. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. So after that, obviously, I'm going to say Roots Reggae because Roots Reggae is the closest to that, though. And now I realize why I liked it so much because mm-hmm. it was my gospel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. for me, music has to elevate the thoughts. Life is about elevation, whether it's mental, physical, or spiritual. It's about going forward, progressing, if that makes sense. Forward ever and I'm Backward never. never. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say roots, reggae. I'm, a, I'm not going to say I'm not a. There's other genres there, like hip hop for me is just lost it. So okay. from when I was younger, yes, but not now. Okay. You see? And so I'm would you say it's gone on the same path as. Say drill or no? No, I just think the mumble rapping that spoiled it. I, I believe I lived in a golden era of music, the nineties with them all them groups. I think we flavors. we had a real privilege. Yeah, a real Teenagers privilege. in the nineties. Yeah. yeah, and the two thousands. But uh, yeah. I'd probably yeah. say I am. I'm not gonna say I was a grind fan, man. Cause I do like where grind is now. It's made some really entrepreneur. It's fed a lot of people. No. Yeah. Yeah. And they're living off it honestly. Yeah, they're living off it honestly. Mm-hmm. Save a lot of money from prison. And they they're building homes back yeah, home. Man. You see, some people would say that about drill. But yeah, and some people can say that about drill. I'm not quite yet. I personally haven't seen that. But, but drill, I think it probably gets. Drill better. can also be linked with. Hear that analogy? You know, it's a harsh one. Heroin. That's, that's made a lot of people rich too, but it's destroyed. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, could, you could have that analogy, or don't I'm going to balance it and say, who am I to tell some
But that's what I, I not that I associate you with hip hop, but I'm you know, you when I think be, yeah, music yeah, and so Jay, that's what me, I think. It was hip hop and it wasn't necessarily the hip hop that everybody thinks it was. I listened to a lot of different hip hop right. from the um, you can't make a whole housewife <laughs> <laughs> to Dr. J to Tupac to, as I said, Bumpy Knuckles to Mob D to Guru what, to Nas was your guy. Nas was my guy, but I all, I I am very much about what's being said. And if I can understand it and I can see how it fits in life, it can get a pass. And I'm not going to say it was all good because some of it was some crud and mm. I don't think I should really have been listening to it if I'm mm. absolutely honest. But I'm going to be real and say that was the music that kind of, um, that I used to listen to. I'd, t- I'd take it in. And so, it fitted. Uh, and sometimes you listen to the crud and this is just balancing it out because you have to have balance. Because mm. in your environment, that's what it's around you yeah and then then sometimes you listen i I think it was chucky saying this actually on his podcast sometimes when you want to be in a particular mood or you want to feel a particular way so you might be angry about your current situation or you might be depressed or whatever you find music to match that and then you find yourself in that mood and you're like yeah you feel angry or you do the opposite and then you're thinking, nah, let me put on Let me uplift. So uplifting, yeah. you might listen to some indie art, yeah. and spin yeah. around yeah. your room and stuff like yeah. that. So for me, I'd have to say, aside from my heritage of reggae, for me, I gravitated very much to hip-hop. Um, I would say next is definitely reggae, and mm-hmm. all of it as well. So from the, from the bashment. rock and the bashment to the... Oh, for me, I would say even dancehall, I don't think it was really bashment. We would, bashment came up like... What's the difference? Uh, I think it's the same. It's the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, yeah. it'd be that next. And then after next, after that, probably everyone's going to be surprised. What, my garage or my jungle? I'm not surprised. I love the jungle. <laughs> like, so I'm not surprised. When we're over half here, he will put on. If I'm exercising and stuff like that, I'm cleaning up. I think jungle is good to exercise. So for me, that's my top three, I would say. Hip hop. Um, reggae slash dancehall and then the garage and the jungle. I don't know if I have a top three, you know. I think I love dancehall music. I've always, I, I guess you could say reggae because mm-hmm. then like I'm on the full yeah, spec. Full spec of it. Yeah. Um, but I also like soca music. Um, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily <laughs> think I don't think that it's a fav. I I think it has its purpose and whatever, mm-hmm. but. I wouldn't I mean, necessarily say that it's one of my... It doesn't really get the... It doesn't get the accolade. And I think... When I that, think here... Yeah. listen to different African music as it's more coming yeah. through, you can see the connection. Yeah. So, you know, that, that kind of... Ding, 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 ding. That's Man, I was going to say soca. I think soca is mixed with um, calypso. Uh, do you guys know? Calypso is a lot slower. It's a lot more traditional. So think about reggae and dancehall. Okay. It's oh, kind okay. of like... Yeah, a similar thing. It's more... Uh, have you have you listened to Calypso? Oh, listen to it. And the, the, yeah. I can just see my artist. <laughs> no, like traditional Calypso. When you go to the Calypso tents and you, it's yeah, like man. social commentary. Wait, this so is the thing. I've never heard it. Every time I hear, no, 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 that's not Calypso. That's Soka. That's not Calypso. See, I don't know. I'll play you some Calypso. Because I was listening to my auntie. Yeah, it's so they tell you it's about what's happening. 
<laughs> no, 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 no. So we didn't really like it. That is way. that's soca. That's old school soca. Okay. Which is a lot slower than what's currently uh-huh. right now. You just get boom, boom like that yeah. really fast. Um, but calypso is very mellow. It's it's very um. Me- me- melodic, yeah. Um, Definitely melodic, you know. Yeah, that? and um, yes, yeah, a lot of social commentary. Sort of social commentary. Yeah, so anything that's happening in society, like politics, education, things that are happening, it's it, you know, it comes from the whole. It's it's black music, it mm-hmm. music, isn't it? So it comes from our tradition, the storytelling so, tradition. Yeah. And I think in Jamaica, you guys call it Minto. You call yeah, it Minto. Yeah, you call it Minto. It's a version of, it's like Calypso. And then it's like storytelling thing, you know, what's happening in the, the community, speaking out against different things. So I love that. And then obviously Soka evolved from, from Calypso. So yeah. And then... Uh, I guess you know, I'd have to say, like, like, I, I, would say R&B. R&B. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, I was R&B. literally just gonna say R&B. R&B. But this is the thing. I'm more if if go back to obviously my favorite song still hip hop so that's why I wouldn't say R&B was one of my favorites on so put hip hop guys I'm disappointed no rock and roll no no, no, yeah. j- <laughs> no jazz <laughs> yeah, do you know what I really um, the rock and roll I like but yeah, they say rock and roll comes from from you know like African amazing guitarists like Chuck Berry mm-hmm. and Louis mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah them man there I like them for their instrumentation yeah well, I can't say I'm really a rock and roll fan, but if I go somewhere, where did I go? You know what I mean? Like, you know, you're just like a lot of people. Yeah, you would. That's, yeah. That's, I'm like, yeah, this is, a, this is composed. Right? Yeah. I like yeah. the way it sounds. But you wouldn't say that that's one of your favourite. It is definitely, you can't denounce that, that rock and roll, even though it's been kind of overtaken, I would say, is very much part of the black culture as well, especially in America. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of the songs, a lot of the songs were stolen. We know that from history. We know that. The songs were stolen. You get what I mean? So when we say rock and roll now, the reason why all like we're like, no, is because you think rock and roll, you think white men, you think average person. No, no, no. I like the movies. Nah, the movies are hard. That's what I'm saying. So it's not even for me, music. Mm. I'm saying it's all about. Nah, it does definitely. It's nothing to do with no, like, anybody. It's just... When I, when I, when, you know what it is? It's, 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 if you look at the, 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 if you look at the, all that what I said, mm. it's basically down to the message, to the message. You really think about it. That's what, what makes music, music, to me. When you say that is good music, mm-hmm. it has all elements in education, information, and syncopation. 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 Oh, I, guys, yeah. All right. So, <laughs> We're just in our flow. She's like, oh my god. It's been um yeah, it's been really informative. Thank you so much for, for coming on. Yes. Yeah, and yeah, tell the people where where you can Yeah, man, I'll pull it up on my page and I'll tell you and I will be a I don't say not a sponsor. Advocate. Advocate. Yeah. You'll see me say the name in a music video. You'll yes. You might have to get a little 
t-shirt with your finger. Yeah, we we hello, 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 that can fly across the bottom, and I'll, I promise you, yeah, like, I'll represent. No, but we want you to Thank say you. your Insta and your things. I don't remember any of my Insta because <laughs> oh I'm not gosh. that professional yet. Right, Come so on, you, you <laughs> need to get with the lingo. The but we'll, when you do remember it, Insta, Ace, if you see Ace on the side, you'll find me. You'll find it, yeah. and we will put it on, on when we promote this um, podcast. This particular episode, we'll, we'll put it on there. Well, yeah. So yeah, you don't need to remember. We'll, 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 we've got that. Well, so just one, remember um, the name Ace Wonder Ace Server, one the um, and go check him out. Again, because as you can see, um, this young boy has a lot to say, a lot of positive things to say, and we think that we need to be educating ourselves and being very, very positive as a human race. Let's just not put it on just us as black people, as black females, as black men, as black women. We all need to be more positive and looking for those righteous, uplifting things in life. Because if we're not careful, we can end up being very negative and very, let's just say, evil, which no one doesn't really want to say, but that's that's the bottom line, isn't it? So from my closing thoughts, I would say um, if you're an artist... Pay attention to what's going on around you in terms of the lethalities. Do not get bored by these music people that are at the top. I would hate to see any of the young people coming up now get bumped when there's so much information around you. Get yourself a mentor. Um, and think about the message that you are putting in your music because the young people are, are listening. So I want to say good afternoon, good evening, good night. And that's Jay's closing thoughts. Um, I'm just going to pass it on to Ace to say his final nugget. Um... <laughs> definitely just think um, own your message because mm. you are a brand mm. whether you like it or not and you have your thought your thought and feeling when you make that song is the message you can either let your thought and feeling thoughts and feelings rule you and just be swayed and just say anything you want to say at the time or you can actually stand and have some integrity and literally restrict and restrain yourself and say you know what I wouldn't want my two three year old listening to that mm-hmm. so I'm not going to actually sing that I'm going to write about this instead even though I feel like this mm-hmm. so own your message own what you're putting out there because you are putting one out there anyway mm-hmm. so that's that's what I would say okay thank you um well this has just been really informative for me um just listening to different um the genres of music across the generations and things like that and it's just reinforced the idea that music is such a universal thing we it's something that we all as human beings gravitate to and it's such a powerful tool um for change but then as listeners um we need to take responsibility and ownership for what we take consume what we consume yeah yeah because yeah so you know, um, and also, you know, not just you, but what your your children listen to you, you what you put yourself, the environment that you you surround yourself in. It's all vibrations. It's all. Yeah. So, um, that's that's all I would say, really. Um, but yeah, it's been really good, good fun today. Mm-hmm. Um, um, just an update for our listeners continue to listen we thank you all for listening pass it on to like subscribe and share and all that good stuff we have moved from Buzzsprout by Buzzsprout we're casting as too much money so we've gone from here and we are gonna we're on Anchor now but if you still continue if you search us on Anchor you'll find us it's an app we look for Spotify if you look on iTunes podcast you will find us if you look for Exagonals it's X E double N I A L 
S podcast you will find us. Good afternoon, good evening, good night. Good afternoon, everyone. Good evening, good night, good morning. Have a great day. Peace out.